worship. Amen. It's good to see every one of you tonight. And I uh, want to continue in the message I've been speaking of, of uh, faith-filled words. That's the words that you speak. And uh, I firmly believe that Christianity is a speaking religion because the Bible tells us in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, we believe, therefore we speak. We believe, therefore we speak. So it's so important that we go into this. Would you stand with me tonight and uh, let's go into a confession of faith in the word and in God's faithfulness to bless us. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Uh, I'd like you to know up front, based on God's word, and Kathy, you don't have to put this up. In Romans chapter 8, verse 32. He said, God who did not spare his own son. God did not spare his own son. But delivered him for us all. How shall he not also with him freely give us all things? God, when you're talking about sparing his own son. Everything that God gives. Big deal. Don't need to spare. But giving his own son, that sacrifice to God, that was tough for him. But God did not hold that back. Meaning there is nothing that God's not willing to give to you. If he did not hold back his own son, he didn't spare his son. He could have done it some other way. But he couldn't accept the son is given. So that tells us that he wants us truly blessed in every way. In every area of life. We have to believe this. You don't give your money to receive something that you don't want. That is of no value to you. You give your money to get something that is valuable to you. So you are valuable to God. That says God wants you blessed. Basically, God saying, I've already given my son. There is nothing left. There is no sacrifice bigger. There is nothing for God to lose to give you everything in life. And, and in Second Peter... Chapter 1, God says, God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Everything. He's held nothing back from us. Nothing. The only thing that's hindering us is our faith. It's not even your life. Because Jesus is the perfect one. Now, Romans chapter 10 verse 4. 
It tells us really clearly there that Christ is the end of the law. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. So Christ, the coming of Jesus, God made it that way, that the coming of Jesus puts an end to the law. So to, to us, if we really believe the word of God, there is no law. But faith, the law of faith, he says Christ is the end of the law, so the law is ended. For righteousness. For everyone who believes. So your faith puts the law aside. It's for righteousness. So Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. So the end of the law for you to be righteous before God. So it not, has nothing to do with you. has everything to do with what Jesus has done. He's put away righteousness. He is giving us righteousness. End of the law for righteousness. We couldn't keep the law. We couldn't. No matter how hard we tried. We couldn't. He stood in the way for God's blessings upon our lives. But Jesus' death put an end to it. And if we believe, then you become righteous. But then that same chapter Verse 6 tells us, but the righteousness of God speaks in this way. So, righteousness speaks. It's not whether you are righteous, it's whether what your righteousness is speaking. Righteousness speaking. I didn't give those scriptures out, but it's true. You can check it. Romans 10, verse 6. Righteousness speaks. We also believe, therefore we speak. Confession of our faith is a speaking religion. God says, when you bring your offering, say. That's why we make our confession. It's not passive. Say. Say. You know, let me tell you this. The word that you speak, the Bible says, the word is the seed. And it says, the kingdom of God is like a man who goes out. He sows words. He goes back home and he sleeps. The word is in the earth. He doesn't know what's going on there. But the seed is doing work for him while he sleeps. And Jesus said to us, by and by, the 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 uh, seed germinates and produces fruit on his own. And then when it's ripe, he goes out to collect, but he doesn't know what's going on. Speak the words. You don't have to know what the word's doing behind the scene. Just speak the words. That's so important. You feel unrighteous? Speak. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. You keep speaking it. All unrighteousness will evaporate from your life. And every feeling of guilt will disappear. Because he's a speaking religion. He's already told us, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Don't, so I, I think to myself, if I'm constantly speaking the word, there's no room to say anything else. 
There's no room to say anything negative. You can't be saying two things at the same time, right? So if, you, if the book of the law is not departing from your mouth, and you are meditating in it, so it's in your heart as well, there is no room for anything else. Then God says, that is the way you will be able to keep what the word says. Otherwise you can't. That was just a nugget in the Old Testament, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, that God gave, gave us opening our eyes to see how the world works. It's a world, govern, a world governed by words. From the very beginning, God made it clear. Everything is through words. What is the president saying? Right? That's how campaign is done. Through words. We already talked about this. That's how it works. The world is governed through words. It's what they say. Because what they say is what's going to happen. If they start talking about homosexuality and people getting married, man to man, they say it to the point, before you know, it's happening. You can't stop it. Because they've been speaking it. You know, a man is defiled only by what comes out of your mouth. That's what Jesus said to us. You can read that in Matthew verse, uh, chapter 15, verse 16. Jesus said, are you also still without understanding? Don't you get it? Don't you get it? That the only thing that can make you as a Christian unrighteous is what you say with your mouth. Jesus said, are you also without understanding? Don't you get it? Do you not yet understand, I want you to understand, that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach. That's not what we're talking about. He says, but what comes out from the mouth, that's what defines a man. What you speak is what defines your finances, what defines your family, what defines your marriage, what defines, we we are not born again to cope. We are more than conquerors. That's what the scripture says. We are not to cope. Teach me how I can cope with this problem. Teach me how I can do this. Let me sit for five hours. But what's the Holy Spirit doing in your life? Is the word of God. This book of the law. Then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Not God making your way prosperous. What you say, that's what's going to make your way prosperous. Read the scriptures. Read the scriptures. It's what we say with our mouth. And so Satan puts pressure on us through circumstances, through difficulties, to force us to make a different confession from what the word says. And we think we are being real. And being truthful. But the Bible says, this is the truth. Let God be true and every man a liar. Your, your circumstances are lie. The symptoms are false symptoms. Because the scripture has already said, by, your, by his stripes we were healed. This is not Christian science, it's the word. We're not denying that it does, it's not there. We just don't say it. But God's already told us, let the weak say, I am strong. He's instructing you. If you do something otherwise, you are in disobedience. And I've sinned. 
All right. <laughs> okay. Let the weak say, God's not saying don't acknowledge the fact that you are weak. What is God's commandment? When God says to do something and you do otherwise, you sinned. Let the weak say, I am strong. Well, pastor, you don't understand. I, I really feel weak. Well, you just sinned. How can you say that? I didn't do anything wrong. Well, you disobeyed what God said, right? What is sin? It's what comes out of your mouth that defies. I, we're so used to it and we have to retrain ourselves. I believe that the Bible says, if you follow scriptures, he tells us very clearly, when you are born again, you are a babe, right? As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word so you can grow thereby. When you are a babe and as we grow, just as we listen to our parents, right? Our Heavenly Father, you begin to learn to talk like them, right? We are to learn to talk like the book. And if we do that and follow examples of the book, then we will be speaking our native language. And when you speak outside, they say, you speak like a foreigner. Are you not of this world? Because you don't get it? No, I'm speaking my native language. It's got blown out of the book. And you can never fail. This, this is revelation from God's word. I know we hear a lot of sermons about speaking the word. This is really important. Take it to heart. You can change anything. From the very beginning, he says, the earth was without form and void. But the Holy Spirit was moving on the surface of the deep. You also, you have been born again. I said that on Sunday. Your new birth was, born, was done by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was there when you were born again. You couldn't be born again without the Holy Spirit. Just like Jesus was conceived through the power of the Holy Spirit, God gave birth to you through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we must follow the example of our Heavenly Father. Now, think about Jesus. How many times Jesus said before he went to the cross, he said, the son of man is going to Jerusalem and this is what's going to happen to him and they will crucify him and then he'll say, the third day he'll rise again. Why do I need to hear that? Did he not understand what he was saying, right? But he was still saying it. That's the principle. That's the principle. He's getting himself ready for what's going to happen. And then he prophesies what's going to happen after his death. He'll rise up again the third day. And it's over and over again he, he told them. So you begin to see, even from the Old Testament, when God wants to do something over from one prophet to another prophet, he's saying it. It's not happened yet, but he's saying it. And then comes the fullness of time or the day of manifestation. And then it's done. We are supposed to be the same way. You know, I got a hold of that very scripture for, for Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Where God was saying, this book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. And I said, wow. What else? I can't say good morning else. <laughs> I just say, speak the Bible all the time. Just say good morning. I say, blessed be the Lord God Almighty. <laughs> What's going on with you, brother? Good luck. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. He says, I just said good morning to you. You're not going to tell me back. But that's not what he's saying. 
He, even if you're not saying, he's still in your heart. That's how we change situations. You know, Michael was testifying to me back there. He heard the message on, Sunday, uh, on Wednesday, and then he was going to work, and he remembered. And I believe the Holy Spirit was the one reminding him. He says, you pray about these things and you speak, but speak about your job. He had two situations, and he spoke to it. Before he got to the office, two separate situations. He needed a call to hear from these individuals. He was talking to the one on the phone because he said, what happened? They, this one, he got in touch with him. And while he was talking to that one, the other one called. And it's been a long time. It does work. We don't have to analyze how it works. We just obey. To obey is better than sacrifice. And to hack in or to listen than the facts of ram. We need to just obey what the word says. That's how you defile what comes out of your mouth. And you know, sometimes we just like to say this. I, I remember one time somebody in the church had complained to my wife and he said, uh, Why Pastor Goodluck, he always talks like he has no problems. <laughs> and so my wife said to me, you know, back there, she said to me, you need to let them know that you also, because I know you, you go through things. I say, I'm not going to do that for them. I can't do it. That's just who I am. Why should I go out and be telling, confessing that I am weak, my legs hurting, my this, this, this. I, I can't do that. I just can't do that for them. I will be doing something. It's not planned. I never planned it. That's just who I am. Why should I be saying, you need to show like you have witness so that they know you, they are struggling. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do that for them. I'm not better than them, but, but that's not who I am. I can't say those things. You hear the word, let the weak say, I am strong. Now you want me to say so they, 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 they're happy, and then when they're happy, I get sick. I'm not doing that. That's not what I did. She got it. She left me alone. Amen. She is the head. I'm no. I'm the head. <laughs> it's good. I'm the head, and she's the neck. Wherever she turns, that's where we're going. But this time, no, no, no. I'm not going. There. I'm not going there. Okay. Listen to what James says. To keep our confession consistent. We're coming. There's a lot here. Because we're going to go more to this. Because like Pastor Roy was saying, there's another thing apart from our offering that Jesus uses to address and worship his Father. The words of your mouth. Your confession. He is the high priest over your confession. We're coming to that. That's how critical this is. It's like God was building something for your life. And he's asking you, standing up, putting up the bricks, to, the brick to put up, put the building up for your life. A man builds his house right on the rock. But you keep giving him, that's not right, I, I can't use that. And you bring in other stuff and he says, no. I mean words, your words. I can't use that. Give me something else. 
And you keep giving him all these negative things that's contrary to his word. He says, I can't use that. How long are we going to build this building? 40 years in the wilderness? Until you give him what is right. You're not going into the promised land. It was the words that they spoke. Remember in Numbers? The words that they spoke that prevented them from getting into the land. And the two that entered, the same, the words they spoke. No difference? James tells us in James chapter 3 verse 10, it says, don't do this. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. Be consistent. You speak words to curse your own, to your own life. Because you think you're being real. Or you're being humble. So it's humility when I keep telling everybody how weak I am. And that's silly. Especially when God says not to do that. That's not humility. Sometimes that's really pride. To say, I'm humble, so I'm going to bring myself down. Say things about myself that are not right so they can feel sorry for me or think I'm humble. That's not the way God sees it. We walk by faith. And there's only one thing that pleases God. Faith. Nothing else. And we must stay with the word, not what people are saying or what you think. And stay with word, even if it's against my own life. You still speak what God says. You can't speak from the same mouth. You're saying the same thing. Well, I believe. And then when they challenge you, then they say, well, but you go somewhere else. You are double-minded. And you're unstable. When your words are not consistent and don't agree with what God says. And in Isaiah, God says, your words are, are no, no, that's Malachi, sorry. He says, your words are stout against me. Your words are so... Because I'm saying one thing, and you're saying, yes, God, we know you understand, but the reality here on earth is this way. Let me educate you as to what's going on here on earth. If you don't understand. That's what they were doing. Saying, God doesn't keep his words. The reality of it is we live in it. And so we want to talk about the reality when the word is saying something different. And that's where when you don't do what the word says, you haven't honored God. And God said, those who honor me, I will honor. And those who uh, dishonor me will be lightly esteemed. So we have to decide where we stand. There is power. In the words that we speak. I know we've quoted this scripture a lot. Uh, Proverbs uh, 18 verse 21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Let's stop there. So basically saying, your tongue has the power. Your tongue has power. I'll stop there. Your tongue has power. I didn't say it. God said that. Your tongue has power. 
Why? Because you were created in his image. And when God speaks, something happens. There is power. We were created in his image. And especially after you have been born again, sanctified, and the Holy Spirit lives in you, your words are powerful. Believe me, they are powerful. You may not know, that's why Jesus said, on that last day, men will give account of every idle word that they have spoken. Your words are not idle. They are really important. Once you speak them, scientists, they tell us, they remain in the universe. Waves, sound waves, they keep going. You can't take them back. There's only the, the divine one that can reverse that. You can't. Once you've spoken, the sound wave goes. You know, you throw something in a river, a water, an ocean. You see the ripples? It keeps going. There's also sound waves. That's waves. There's also sound waves. You speak it, that's why you can hear me. But he doesn't stop where you are. He keeps going. He keeps going. That's why a radio station can be somewhere and somebody is way back there, they have something to get, they can still pick out the words that's been spoken in the radio stations. It's just amplified. Words are very important. Your tongue has power. Your tongue, what you say, has the power, and God defined it for us. God could have said, your tongue has power. But then he let you know, tongue has power of life or death. Both of them, life and death. What you choose to speak will determine what comes to you and what comes to those you're speaking to. That's why soothsayers, you, told, you can read, you read about Balaam. Balaam says, uh, Balak says, come and custom for me. Right? You speak those words and God's going to and God, if you read that scripture, you will really understand how powerful this is. Because God has to stop Balaam for saying it. Right? God stopped Balaam from cursing the children of Israel. So he's God. He could stop it. What Balaam says didn't matter. Say whatever you want to say. I'll reverse it. No. God says you can't curse them. Right? God stopped him from saying anything negative on his people that he has blessed. Actually sent an angel to stop him. And I think that frightened him and he knew he could say nothing else. That was just a man that the Bible called a different name. He was a prophet of God. But later, God didn't refer. If you read in Revelation, he wasn't referred to as a prophet anymore. But as you read that scripture, you begin to understand, especially for those of us that have been born again. That's why I said a lot of people come to church and they say all kinds of things. When they don't like something, they just keep speaking up negative things about the church. Your words matter. You, you and I should stop them. Stop talking that way. Don't say that about the church. Because they are birthing something. That's what God did. He stopped Balaam. 
the words you hear, I believe that's uh, Numbers 23 verse 19. God is not a man that you sh- he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. That came from Balaam. Because God would not allow him to curse his people. That's how important your words are. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. I want to read that in New Century Version. He says, what you say can mean life or death. Those who speak with care will be rewarded. And James tells us, anyone who is able to bridle his tongue, in other words, you are able to control what you say, you can bridle your whole body. You can have control over what happens to your body. Sickness, disease, everything. What happens to your life? If you are able to control what you say. You know, and we've talked about it here. Jesus, he was clear. He was like, Joshua chapter 1, I mean chapter 1 verse 8. Jesus said, I never speak my own words. Remember that? Why wouldn't he be successful? He says, what I hear from the Father, that's what I say. The words you hear from me, they're not mine. It's what the Father shows me, that's what I do. And he is our example of true success. He was the real man on earth. There's never, Adam was the first real man. The second real man was Jesus Christ. The, man, the way a man was supposed to be on the earth. That was Jesus. And how is a man supposed to be on the earth? Only speak what the Father says. I only do what I see the Father doing. The Father shows me what He's doing, and I do likewise. I, I'm not the one doing the miracle. He gives the word, and He's the one doing the signs. And if we follow suit, that's exactly we get the same result. That's the word of God. If we are careful, then this will work. You know, you can start saying it if a person is addicted. To some kind of a substance. <laughs> Don't mind the addiction. Hallelujah. That was put to death on the cross. And every time you get hooked, you come back, go to your room. I like to yell it. Lock the room so that no one thinks you are crazy. And then you start yelling, I'm free. He who the son makes free, he's free indeed. I'm telling you, you addiction, you are dead. Dead, dead, dead. We're burying you. Even though you're still struggling. It's like sowing the seed. It's working for you. But the fruit is not yet out. One day you reap the fruit. And you're totally free. He sent his word. And healed them. He's the word. That's what I said. Everything on earth, the universe, is governed through the word. Everything God wants to do is through his word. Jesus was word made flesh. That's the way he does this thing. That's the way the universe works. It's just through words. Let me read some scripture. He says, a fool's mouth is his destruction. Not what he does that's his destruction. He's his mouth. Hello, brothers and sisters. 
It's not what, how he behaves. Because we see the behavior and he's a fool. No, that's not his real problem. His real problem is his mouth. That's what the scripture says. Proverbs 18 verse 7. A fool's mouth is his destruction. And his lips are the snare of his soul. You know this soul? The soul, that's the seat of your emotions. Up and down. Up and down. Depressed, not feeling good. Your mouth. The snare of his soul. Your decision making. All based on what you've been saying. It's the words you speak. Uh-oh, my time. <laughs> I just looked down. Listen, the same Proverbs 21, verse 23. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. It's a words of wisdom. It's all about your mouth. It's all about my mouth. You don't want troubles, don't speak troubles. Hello, no, I'm pastor. This is how I feel. Yes, I feel that way. You want me to lie? That's what people say. Should that lie? Pastor is telling me to lie now. How can that be godly? I'm just going to say it as it is. Well, keep saying it as it is. I read somewhere, it says, a woman said, I just say, I, I speak my mind. I, I always speak my mind. Whatever comes, that's what I speak. And then the preacher says, no wonder she has no friends. Everybody stays away from her. Because she's always speaking the mind. She says, you can think it, but you don't have to say it. You don't have to say it. Because in my mind, once you speak it, you've given birth to it. Now you got the baby. <laughs> After you give birth in the United States, if you do something to that baby, <laughs> they will handcuff you <laughs> and put you in jail. Oh, yes. It's the same way. Once you speak it, it's now your baby. And you got to deal with it. That's how important that is. I just pray that God will give us a lot of understanding. We should change the way we talk. And I firmly believe that Satan puts pressure on us. Pressure on our finances to the point where it just comes as ease from your mouth without thinking. I don't know if I can pay my bill this month. I don't know what I'm going to do. And on and on. And you feel like talking to somebody, right? And they, they're not going to even help you. But you feel like, and you pick up the phone, and they tell you, oh, I'm sorry. I wish I could help you. So you call another person. <laughs> You're multiplying your problems. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. You know what that means when you're lying down in green pastures? You can turn whichever way you want. It's still green. It's still green. And he prepares the table before me. So I don't pay attention to that. I'm going to close with this uh, funny story. Um, I don't know if this person, it was a lady. She she lived across the, uh, the apartment, you know, the, there was an infidel or somebody, an atheist. And... Uh, she was poor. She didn't have much. But 
the atheist really hated her because she's always talking about God and how good God is and all of that. And then she got into trouble and she, she, there was nothing to eat. And when she was praying, the atheist can hear and, and it really irritates him. One day she was crying out, God, you got to provide food for us. We got nothing to eat. And, and he said, this silly she started again. She's going to starve. And he felt sorry for her. And he went and he bought a bunch of food, you know, and left it on her door, knowing she's going to start saying the God has provided for, for her. So he waited. And when they got through, when she came out, she saw the food and she grabbed it. She was praising the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You provide food for me. And he got so mad. That God didn't do that. I bought the food for you. God didn't do it. And she stopped. He looked at him for a while. He said, oh, the miracle is even greater. God used an infidel to produce <laughs> and she says, There is no redemption for you, woman, I'm telling you. Very upset about that. We can always trust God. Amen. Stand up with me tonight. We believe, we are believers. Say with me, I'm a believer. I trust in God. I believe in God. Every single need in my life will be met. Yeah. I told myself, I'm going to do this. Put your hand on your body. There's a fear in the land, cancer. Okay? Everybody's always scared about that. I think, uh, just testimony, my wife... She found uh, some lump here, and she kept telling me, um, there's the lump. Can you, it's right there. I said, there's nothing there. And she says, feel it. No, there's nothing there. And I didn't know she had a real, all through the night, Satan really ministered to her. I was totally unaware. But she stood with me. I said, even if it's there, they'll find nothing that was just last week. Nothing. The lady says, he's there and he's not there. I said, that's what we said. They'll find it and then they won't find it. He's not there. I know for most of us who are concerned, you tell your body and start doing it now. Don't wait until the evil day comes near. Don't wait until that time. Start preparing your body. Like David said in Psalm 103, Bless the Lord. He was talking to his soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Tell your body, there is no room for cancer in this body. No room. I'm never going to have that. Even if it's in the DNA in your family, today that DNA will die and be replaced with something new. No cancer for this body. Never, never, never. Can never happen. As long as Jesus is seated at the Father's right hand, as my high priest, no, not in this present life, no cancer, never, never. And say it with boldness. It can never happen. Not to me. You are not like the rest of them. You are born again, a child of the living God, bought with the blood of God himself. 
Cancer, your body is the temple of the living God. Cancer has no place in your life. There is no room for cancer or any disease that will take your life. Only what you allow. Only what you allow. Whatever you bind on this or bind on this earth will be bound in heaven. That means whatever you disallow in this life will be disallowed in heaven. And so you disallow today cancer for your body. I don't care about the symptoms. They are lies. The word of God takes preeminence over everything. And we must stand on the word of God. No cancer for this body. No deadly disease from this body. God says, I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Well, if you're taking sickness away from the midst of me, I don't welcome it. You are a foreigner. Go back home. You're not coming to my place. Amen. Your body is the temple of the living God. Would you lift your hands up to the Lord tonight and thank Him. The same goes with want. No more, no want in my life. Don't keep speaking, I can't pay my bills, I can't. Thank God, I can pay my bills. Thank God, the money is there for me to pay my bills. I am a child of God. I will not want, according to the word of God. That strong lion may suffer hunger, but not for me. It's only when I don't want to eat, that's when I will be without food. Not money determining whether I eat or not. That is my portion, my heritage. That is my inheritance. And that's the truth. We need to stand and believe. It's not how you feel. It's what comes out of your mouth. You say what God says in the word of God. Let your body feel whatever way he wants to feel. Let your mind play the games. But your spirit is right before God. And your heart is right before God. That's what God wants. Amen. That's the truth. Father, we want to thank you tonight. Thank you that your word can never return to you void. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you watch over your word to to make your word good for your people. Bless your people tonight. Lord, let the word be in their hearts and in their mouths to speak so that they can be free. We can be free from everything that will try to molest us or to harass us in this life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you.